do love the humming kills. Yeah, that's so cute. I hummed that time. That time. That time. That we did it. Once well, upon a time. <laughs> Hi, everybody. What's up? Hi. How's everybody doing? Good. Good. <laughs> Monday. Tony's really good, ever. apparently. He's right. ready. I'm just happy. You know, it's I'm a big excited. day. Kidding. It's a big day here because Tony has some news. And I'm going to let Tony break the news. the news. That this is my last week at New Radio Media. Well, not my last week. What but... the hell? <laughs> um, but yeah, this is my last week at New Radio Media. He's leaving us. I will, be, I will be done on Friday. And I will still be helping out around occasionally yeah. and doing some stuff. And. Hopefully popping in and doing some of these. Exactly. I'll still be on the show. Available um, for freelance work and podcasting as needed. Of course. Yeah. Of course. And uh, I will be doing an internship, and I will also be working at a high ropes course, doing ropes and saving people and rescuing kids that piss their pants and all that good stuff. <laughs> yeah. So it's going to be exciting. It's Aww. something that kind of I've wanted. It's something that kind of takes the direction, the things that I love, and including everything that I like. Yeah. If you've spent any time listening to us, you know how much Tony loves the outdoors. So, and you also know what a good human he is. So the fact that he gets to spend his time helping other people outside and then through his internship, expanding his skills, because we also know how ambitious he is. I hope you don't get peed on. It's a really... That's what really I thought. Great Wait, at the internship? <laughs> no, like, save it. Like, uh, if he climbs up maybe. to save a kid and, like, they're really nervous and he, like, grabs them and they just... Let it go on. Yeah, I, think, I, think Tony would, <laughs> I think Tony would handle getting peed on just fine. I think he would, too. We are too, so excited to hear about right now. your first experience. Surviving Tony Fisher. Oh, my God. I'm not, I'm not doing the peeing, okay? No. Just doing the rescuing. I'm doing the rescuing. Of I had to laugh that out. I won't we get are, peed on, though. Don't worry. We're happy for you. I'm happy to be. I'm happy to be working outdoors and mm -hmm. happy to be you know i like i said i feel like this has been a great opportunity for me and i've gotten to work with a lot of awesome people mm -hmm. and i've gotten to meet a lot of cool people and kind of do a lot of cool things but i also feel like he's I'm got a lot of his wings fly yeah yep. i gotta open he's the wings a peacock and, man he's you gotta, he's gotta, gotta fly, fly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. a peacock oh my god we gotta let him fly <laughs> so what's that movie the other guys yeah mark Wahlberg. the other guys hey, yeah hey. <laughs> so it's funny because you uh you and I had talked, yes. and then I come across this article this weekend called Seven Signs That It's Time to Go. Uh-oh. I know. Wasn't that interesting? I thought the timing that was kind of like, crazy. Sounds kind of like morbid. Time. It does uh, a little bit. <laughs> it sounds like not, it's not time, to go. time to go that When way. your liver stops working no. and you can't see very well. <laughs> no. No. So uh, I'm just going to keep plowing forward. Um, oh, boy. So, the first sign that it's time to go, and this fits with a lot of things that we just discussed with Tony, is mission alignment. So, if you love working outdoors or you want to do things that help somebody else, and you're inside a recording studio all day long, there, might, there may not be an alignment with what drives you versus what drives the company. And it's interesting because I think you guys, meaning you guys, meaning your generation, are more focused on making sure you're doing things that align with your personal passions more than prior generations. I think it's one of the most inspiring things about you guys. Um, so that's a sign that it's time to go. Um, another one, this one reminds me of somebody else I work with. Uh, if you have nothing in common, no shared interests or shared passions with your coworkers, now that's not true of you guys, but it might be true of a larger group of uh, yeah. people when you compare, you know, how do my coworkers spend their time? Like I said, this really reminds me of somebody else I'm working with because there's literally nothing in common 
between him and everybody else who he works with and so he's struggling for connection mm -hmm. so i thought that was interesting that that was listed as a as a sign that you might be at the wrong job yeah and honestly i mean i know that too like i'm happy here but i'm just not it's not aligning like i said yeah. with what i i feel like my values are. Uh -huh. so i it's nice to be able to kind of like take that and exactly apply it <laughs> you're going to be surrounded by other people who love exactly. being outside so yeah exactly we talked about that you're going to grab a gopro exactly. you're going to be sticking it on your helmet or your harness or your chest or whatever and filming yeah yes. absolutely yes and we'll keep keep you guys updated on that <laughs> we'll bring in some cool footage or something <laughs> oh you're going to put it on the website that you're going to build oh, you bet you bet yeah, Mr. Our friend down south, who's yes. yeah, exactly. Gonna you're gonna you're gonna work on that. Yep. Um, I don't think this one applies here, but um, it's it's probably good food for thought for our listeners. Is if you don't have any respect for your boss, now that might not mean that you have a bad boss. Um, might even be a good boss, but if you don't feel like you have respect for your boss or that there are things that you can learn from your boss, then that might not be uh, the best place. In fact, I was just working with somebody else two days ago. Um, who was facing this issue, although he didn't use the word lack of respect, but I was saying, these are your most formative years to develop your skills. And so if you're not working with people who are smarter than you, mm -hmm. who are helping you learn and grow, yeah. then you're wasting this opportunity because in these early days, you're supposed to be, you guys heard me say this, acquiring as many skills, as much knowledge as possible. And so working for other really smart people who you respect and can learn from can really help accelerate your career later um the other one that i thought was interesting and kelsey this is where i said i wanted to talk to you about this if your current job and the functions that you're performing at it don't necessarily align with what you see as your long-term career goal so i think of alana wanting to eventually someday be a talent manager and find develop and you know manage mm -hmm. personalities this job actually aligns really really well with giving you specific experience with that if that's where you want to go long term but kelsey i know when you and i first met we talked about how you probably belong in the movie business and so one thing for you to be thinking about is is the job that i'm in giving me the opportunities to learn the skills that i need to be learning if i want to go into the movie business someday we could argue there are some some of that overlap but there's probably also an opportunity similar to what tony's doing with the free or excuse me, with the internship program, for you to volunteer free work. Um, I've done a few independent I film thought, sets. I thought you told me Those that before. Yeah, just weren't. What is mm. that? She's 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 wrinkling mm. her nose. What does that mean? They were like the groups that I was working with. Those those directors' first films, stuff like that. It wasn't exciting, and it wasn't. It wasn't um, satisfying. Huge. Yeah, the movie just wasn't well thought out, and what I was doing was kind of just—I don't even know how to put it. It, you, you it didn't wasn't really like the project you were. Working yeah, I didn't with. like the the stuff I was working on. So indie films. I mean, obviously that's where you got to start. Yeah, and I was going to. It was it was pretty cheesy. I'm going to guess, without knowing anything about the movie business, that of the I don't know, I'll make up the number. Let's say there are a hundred films that are shot in Michigan a year. I'm going to guess eighty of them suck. It's not like really well-funded, well-developed yeah, yeah, movie projects yeah. are being filmed here. Mm -hmm. And experience is experience is experience. Working on a great film and working on a shit film, the actual work that you need to do mm -hmm. is probably the same. So my first instinct is if you didn't enjoy it because you didn't feel like it was quality work you could be proud of, 
that that's something you have to go back and do more of because the work you need to get proud of is the work that you do, not what the end product looks like, but was your contribution to it solid? Were you easy to work with? Did you learn quickly? Did you add value? Did you make the cruise job easier? The things that you're doing, that's where you want to stay focused as you're developing these early skills. And because okay. movies always need money. Talk to anybody in the business, and the hardest part about the business is yeah, securing the funding. the funding. So anybody who's willing to work for free is going to have an opportunity to get experience. So let's say your end goal is, I don't know, to work on a Marvel movie someday or to work at Marvel Studios. Mm -hmm. I'll just throw a dart against the wall. Yeah, say, let's say that's sticks. true. Are you working for Disney or are you working for Marvel at that point? I want to work for the Marvel branch. You're working Disney. for exactly. You're working for the Marvel yeah, brand under own, the Disney umbrella. Yeah. Okay. Their own things. So they're not hiring anybody off the street I to know. intern. They're hiring experienced people who know how to do the jobs because they're not taking any production risks. They don't have to. So the way you land your dream job is by perfecting all of the skills necessary so that when you're ready for it, what was that definition of luck? Uh, when opportunity meets timing. Or preparedness. Preparedness meets timing. You have to be putting yourself in the preparedness mindset. How prepared are you? You've worked on two or three? Mm-hmm. I need you to work on 20. Yeah. I need to find more projects. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All So do you, have you made any contacts from the prior films that you worked yeah, on I'm, that Yeah, I'm friends with you? a good hunk of them on Facebook, but they're all like in their post-production for the last couple of movies still, so they're putting all the filming together so I don't know when anything else is going to be popping up. So that might be a question that you ask. Hey you guys, do, are you aware of any projects that are either underway or getting ready to be underway because I'm volunteering my free skills to come help out. Can you spread the word? Again, yeah. it's free work. You're going to get scooped right up. Do you have a resume? Not to, for a film. Yeah, we need to work it's on for broadcast that. and entertainment. Yeah, we need to work on a film production resume so that the moment you get a call, because it usually happens quickly when it happens, that you've got something to send right away. And you've got real experience to put on there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I think we need to work on this plan. I think it'll help, too, like when you said you said you didn't like the subject of the movie as much. Too. Yeah, I they were lame. You, I think if you enjoy, like, I mean, it helps. It definitely helps. Obviously, you don't always get to work on projects that you enjoy, but I think it helps that, like, if you enjoy the subject. Of I just, it, it it, they were, like, love more. stories and stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, so I like, watched <laughs> two people <laughs> pretend to be in love that literally don't. <laughs> give a shit <laughs> it's just that it's difficult to watch that be a reason that cannot be a reason <laughs> it was difficult no um have you ever seen that movie trumbo no i don't watch bad films <laughs> okay it was oscar nominated oh. it's an excellent film okay and it's all, about, <laughs> it's all about the mccarthy era blacklist and the screenwriter who was named trumbo who was put on the blacklist and so he couldn't work Okay, this that is the sucks. guy. This is the guy who wrote the screenplay for Roman Holiday that won an Oscar, um, and so he supported his family while he was on the blacklist by writing script after script after script of B movies. And and one of the impressions that you're left with, well, first of all, how hard he worked to support his family when he couldn't technically have a job. He did everything under a pen name. But secondly, how here's an Oscar-winning screenwriter who wrote hundreds of scripts for movies you've never heard of because they were all low-level, crappy B-movies. So that's probably where my impression comes, that of every movie that gets made every year, we're aware of the top 
one-tenth of one percent from a quality standpoint everything else is in the junk category which represents tons of learning opportunity for you yeah okay cool I see where you're going. well we'll work we'll work on that in our extracurricular time um <laughs> another uh, <laughs> another example if uh, it's time to move on is um if you know you've heard me saying eight and skate before if you're an eight and skate you're probably not feeling the the passion for where you're at so that's something to i guess pay attention to what was an eight and skate again when you, you work your, your eight hours and, and you're immediately yeah, in and that. out done okay uh, i thought this was a great one because i've definitely been in a job where this happened to me before and that is if you have some sort of negative reaction every single day it could be to a person it could be to a policy it could be to the environment but if every single day there's something that you see as negative that's probably a sign that you're you're ready to move on i can see that this is this is very interesting topic just because like i've never actually like quit a job before this is the first job i've ever really left mm -hmm. um so it, it's interesting to hear these things because like some of them you know you I mean you think about it like maybe i was becoming like an aid and skate or like you think about it yourself you think about like the you like i want i was trying my hardest but or was i really or was i right yeah, exactly yeah. so yeah. It's, it's and you guys, it's totally natural to outgrow a job. Totally. Especially if you're a high performer. And you guys have heard me call you guys a high performing team lots of times. As you learn stuff, you feel, and I think we even talked about this once before, but it's almost like you feel the invisible, you know, roof touching you on the head. Like, okay, there's, there's nothing else I can learn. There's nothing else I can do. Uh, there's no place for me to go. There's no potential promotion. So what is it? Get in touch with what it is you want to be doing, like you, Tony, and you know you wanted to work outdoors. You know you want, I mean, how many times have we talked about video in here? We you know you wanted to do more of that. Yeah. So as you can identify what you think is missing, then that gives you the time to be thoughtful about, okay, then what does the next job look like? Because it's just it's the first job you've left. It won't be the last, baby. You're going to leave, you know, potentially dozens of jobs throughout your career because as you keep learning and growing, your interests are going to shift and evolve. That doesn't mean where your work is crappy, and it doesn't mean that you're a job hopper. It means that you got one life and one career, and you want to do as much as you can, and that means sometimes trying different – that means most of the time trying on different – jobs and like we talked about what was interesting like with like the industry like we always talk about your industry or the industry and how it's like how it's like this thing like if you're in it you're in it and if you're out of it you're out of it you know mm -hmm. it just there's no like middle ground they just talk about it's like you're you're either in the industry or not and i feel like the industry ends up becoming even though it's such a broad term mm -hmm. it becomes such a narrow term and it, it like i feel like it could be you could be in the industry and doing something completely not related to it. Absolutely. I mean? And I think people who say that to you guys, especially about th this industry, are, uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't subscribe to that at all. The media slash content creation slash audio slash video industry has just exploded. And so that takes on so many different forms. There's movies, there's podcasts, there's videography radio news so much social media managing exactly so uh i i agree with you it can don't let somebody telling you in air quotes the industry you're either in or out don't 
especially if you're in any sort of content creation business, that that you can world have one is foot in huge. and one foot out. Do digital editing at night and do something completely different during the day. Yeah, there's you just know? so many versions of it. Mm-hmm. So, um, you were talking earlier about your skills, Kelsey. I'm pointing to Kelsey. I'm trying to figure out what those are. And if you feel like you've learned everything that you want to learn, um, if pursuing this whole free work movie production thing on the side is... It would have to be on the side. Oh, yeah, like, totally. Everybody needs money. Yeah, exactly. You're not in a position to work for free. I understand. Yeah. Um, the jalopy. <laughs> the jalopy. <laughs> exactly. The real world. Um, but anywho, it's just, you know, something to something to think about. How are you doing over there, Alana? Oh, I'm fine. I'm just absorbing episode. everything. I'm very absorbent today. Yes, you are. You're a big old sponge. I'm a sponge. You're a big old yellow sponge over there. Yes. Uh, and then the last sign um, is if you self-medicate. And it was cute because they described self-medication. We all assume that probably means like drug or alcohol abuse. And they, yeah. They put binge watching in there. If all you do is go home and binge watch and oh, well. forget about your work day, you might be self-medicating. That, that is Must. definitely self-medicating, though. That's mm-hmm. funny. And I'm guilty of it. I go home and <laughs> absorb myself in a land where... None of this exists. You don't have to think. I yep. just think there's up and down periods throughout the year where I get burnt out throughout my day way faster than, like, other days. But it kind of all, like, lumps together. Like, there'll be two or three months where I don't want to get up and do anything at all for those time, mm-hmm. you know, for, like, those weeks or whatever, mm-hmm. eight weeks. And then it won't even have to be the weather or something. You know, I'll just be back to full of energy and fine doing mm-hmm. what I'm doing. I think we're very mood changing. We can all go through periods where we feel uninspired. Yeah. And like I'm just like, eh, about everything right now. Yeah. <clears throat> and I think the question becomes then how do you either if you see a coworker who's feeling uninspired, how do you encourage them? Or how do you get yourself out of that, whether it's a creative block mm-hmm. or an inspirational funk or whatever it is. I don't know. I think I'm gonna bring a candle in. A candle. That. Like yeah. That's you know what I mean? Yeah. Like a Soothing. Mm-hmm. Something. You just light it so you have something to smell. Okay. Yeah. Smell. Maybe listen to music. I'm having a... I, I don't really know what to do about it. I'm just like brain farting consistently. Just ways to calm down and breathe and feel <sighs> better about it. Well, if we're talking about getting inspired... I don't even want to get out of my bed in the morning lately. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I don't think we need to chill you out more. I think we need to get you. Yeah, I need a fire under my ass because <laughs> I like being on the go. I just don't want to. Yeah, so where where are you guys with your training project? Because I okay, feel like that so would be inspiring. Okay, so I almost had a manual written up, and I, then like half of our software switched over. <laughs> so I'm in the process of relearning the software as I'm becoming like the back of my hand okay. so I can write everything out. Okay. All of this happened while I was gone in Yes. Yeah. Okay. Callie, timing you. you're so yeah. cute. We are all we are basically all hands on deck until Comic Con at this point. Mm-hmm. I mean, we are we are hauling butt to our big our big event mm-hmm. for New Radio Media. So it seems like a little bit of our smaller projects have gotten put on hold. Got it. To kind of uh, take on some larger responsibilities that just have to get done. So maybe that's done. feeding it. So it can when you're rushing toward a deadline, it can feel a bit like a grind. Yeah, you yeah. Know? I'm not enjoying it. You just yeah. need like a goal. Right I'm just now. ready for that like weekend a, to be like over. A, an achievable goal, and I can say that like yeah. from experience. Uh-huh. Because yeah. finishing like, Comic Con. Yeah, I was just gonna say, will like, that count? 
does what? that count if I like made that my goal? Uh-huh. Is, that, is it a personal goal for you? To make or it is through it a that weekend? Goal? Kind of both. Yeah. I but do you make have a through. goal that that is like a sub goal of finishing Comic Con? Like, do you have? You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like, that's how I kind of look Making at it. Making everything that comes out look good. Okay. And how do you plan on achieving that goal? Not messing up while we're there. And how do you make sure uh-huh. that you're not going to mess up while you're there? I don't know. I guess get good rest <laughs> and everything. I've got about as much video switching training as I'm going to get. Okay. I'm, I mean, I've used the couple different switches that we have here. I've used the different softwares. I know what I'm doing. Now I'm just waiting to do it. Okay. Yeah, switching is kind of like switching is one of those things. It's like when you're when you're doing it, you're doing it. When you're not, you're not. <laughs> you're, and it, it, it does. It almost becomes second nature. You become a robot. Yeah, I I totally robot mode when I'm doing shows. So, Alana, talk to me more about, um, because I'm sure you're going through the same Comic-Con crush as everybody else. Not really. not as much? No. Um, So when you, (laughs) how do you... That might sound bratty, but, like, I have confidence that we will be just fine. Oh, so you're you're a part of the process. It's just not stressing you out. No. Okay, got it. Okay. And so... um, I would love to understand more what you were saying about a company goal versus a personal goal. So, like, do you have a personal goal for yourself associated with the execution of this event? Um, So, as far as I understand, my role for Comic-Con is going to be, like, the face of new radio media. Okay. (laughs) So, I'll be at, like, our booth and helping to, you know... PR and communication. Yeah, basically communicate with all and anybody that comes up to our booth. Okay. Um, and so I think that that's like networking and that's something that I feel comfortable with. And so I'm less, I, I won't be doing the the hands-on stuff, which I would like to do, but whatever, that's fine. I If, if that's what I'm being told I'm going to do, that's what I'll do. And gotcha. so um, I want to make sure that, you know, I'm well-versed in the actual like verbiage that Mm -hmm. they want me to like spit out at Mm -hmm. these people um but also just making sure that like they feel confident because also i didn't tell you but like i kind of got bumped up uh, again so (laughs) so social media is like slowly coming out of my grasp and into somebody else's hands and i'm like making sure that the team is running okay so you're going to officially Clockwork. lead it? Yeah. Okay. Not just for Comic-Con, but just, right. just here. So that general. show where we talked about how do you know when you're ready to trust somebody, and we went through some of those hypothetical examples <laughs> of them writing posts and you taking your red pencil. Uh-huh. All that stuff's like for real now <laughs> in your future. Yeah. So, so yeah. She's so I just so want to make sure that like I am trained on the software, but that they are like super confident on mm-hmm. it you know what i mean yeah i'm just gonna be so, super stressed it's like four days of me staring at a screen listening to stuff go in one ear and making sure my buttons are uh-huh. being pressed that way yeah okay i think uh the, the one other thing i would add is not only do you want to make sure you're well versed in what the company wants you to be saying mm-hmm. but that you also try and anticipate what the questions are that you would be oh, getting and definitely yeah. yeah and yeah. we have like you know we're gonna have like dry runs mm-hmm. you know of are we doing that there things i mean leading up to it Starting, I mean, starting as soon as possible would be great because we we really have gotten so much new equipment that like that's going to be the learning curve is like honestly how fast can Kelsey learn it and then <laughs> teach it to yeah. everybody else right. because like she is like the lead trainer on all the Got it. S- software and heart like actual equipment. 
So the first thing I want to call out is just the difference in the stress management between the two of you, because one isn't any bigger or more important than the other, because as I love to always remind everybody, there is no patient on the table here and nobody's life is at stake. Right. So as much as it's important and it's live and you want the feed to work at the end of the day, nobody's life is dependent on it. Mm. There will be bumps. There will like be mistakes. <laughs> nope. Nobody's actually going to kill you if it doesn't work out. This is where I want to put your stress in real perspective. If they do, you're looking, you won't care anymore. You're, you're looking like deer in the headlights. Nobody can physically harm you if a mistake happens, Kelsey. Yeah, but then I put that on myself. There's also a That's huge why I'm trying to help normalize this for you. Shit's going to go wrong. It's like our first huge live event. I'm just... There's a lot that can go wrong. So I think if I think the, the there's a lot that, that will yeah, go exactly, wrong. Exactly, exactly. Ah. There's a lot that can and will go wrong. Yeah. So I think so, to say something for one mistake to throw it all on yourself, though, I think that's a little well, unfair because I think then I think we're all gonna make a mistake that weekend. Where I mean, it's a whole weekend of work. I mean, there's no way we're not gonna not make one mistake. And my you know? point is, the world, the, end of the world, the world will go on. Mm -hmm. There's a great anecdote from a guy who does all of the. Literally, there's one guy's company who does all of the cue cards for Saturday Night Live, which is filmed live to 50 million people every week, and they lost the cue cards. Okay, those are some serious stakes. The show went on. Stuff is going to happen. It's okay. And you stressing about it doesn't mean that it goes off more smoothly. It doesn't mean that a mistake will be avoided. All it's doing is creating anxiety Giving for you. Hair. Exactly. It doesn't change the outcome at all. So we're going to take a deep breath. Take a note from the Alana book. Look at how <laughs> calm she is. Nobody's life is at stake. And you're going to do your absolute best. And it's going to be a wonderful event. And it'll be fine. <laughs> Namaste. Yeah, I should do yoga. She's she's totally blowing me off, people. No, I'm not. <laughs> no, I'm not. Uh, she's like, yeah, yeah, Jenny, the episode's almost over. <laughs> no. Was that, was that our whole list of things that things that signify if you're ready for a new job? Uh, yeah, that was, that was the whole list. He's shocked. Yeah. He's I like, I hit more. every mark. <laughs> there was one, two, three, four. I'm so six. ready to leave. Yeah, there were seven things on it. And then I had a quick postscript on the um, how they brought up Netflix as the binge thing. Did you guys read the article about how millennials, you guys have the worst sex lives for this stage of your life? Yep. You know why? Because <laughs> everybody's Cause working. Because of, ne <laughs> of Netflix. Well, I don't really? have I, Netflix. I, Netflix but... and chill is what, like, are they saying? I know, and they you, actually a, they referenced that. As are people the, actually the watching Netflix instead they, of oh, Netflix chilling kills. now? Netflix kills <laughs> any sort of sex you want to have. Because you fall asleep, you it just autoplay, autoplay, autoplay yep. before you know it. So they were saying that was the joke <laughs> of the Netflix and chill generation is what started out as a as a hookup thing has actually negatively impacted the millennial sex life. It's probably the phone, quite honestly, more than it is porn Netflix. I think they were picking on it because of the Netflix and chill thing, but. Anyway, it was just, it was funny. So put the phones down and go bump some uglies. Jenny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that boy. Note, we love you, Tony. <laughs> We're going to miss you. Bye. Good luck with all your new adventures. No problem. All righty, everybody. Thanks so much. Mwah.